Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at Wes, W-E-S, at MickeyWorldTravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 144 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes and I hope you all had a great week. In case you missed it, I released a bonus episode last week with the Disney Cruise Line announcements that were made at this year's Destination D23 event that took place at the Contemporary Resort last week. Uh, Excuse me, a couple weeks ago. I covered each one in detail, so if you're not sure what you missed, go check out that episode. They were pretty widely dispersed on social media, so you probably heard about them, but it's there for you in case you need it. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about European cruises, specifically cruises with young children. So let's get right to it. A European cruise is something that's been on my family's bucket list for a long time. The thought has always been kind of that we want our kids to be a little older, but we're kind of getting to the point where we're ready to just jump in and do it. And my guest this week is Samantha, and she returned from a European cruise recently with her young family, and I'm really excited to talk to her about her experience. Hey, Sam, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. I got to tell you, I am ready to be convinced to do a European cruise, and I think this is going to be like the nudge that I need to just... To just go for it. So I guess to kick us off here, can you tell us how old your kids are? Uh, I have an eight-year-old daughter and a roughly two-and-a-half-year-old son. He'll be three in like three months. So. Okay, okay. And yeah. what was the what was the cruise itinerary that you did? Uh, the official name was the Seven Night Northern Europe and Norwegian Fjords Cruise. Um so we had a stop in Bruges, a day at sea, and then uh, Copenhagen, Oslo, Norway, and then Stavanger, Norway, with a day at sea at the very end. And then coming back, we went in and out of Southampton. Gotcha. I I love that itinerary. I like, uh, you know, it's very good mix of ports in that one. So I really like that one. And, and if I remember correctly, I think, did you book a restricted rate or was it a GTY rate? It was the BGT. So the, uh, ver- the veranda, I don't know what, uh, veranda. Some veranda guaranteed. with restrictions. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Awesome. And so what, what stateroom did you end up with or what kind of stateroom did you end up with? We locked out this time. We've booked uh, the guaranteed staterooms before, but this time we were on deck eight midship, uh, and it was the deluxe family with oh, the veranda. Wow. That's so awesome. Was, that's like, 
That's like winning the the VGT lottery. Yeah, it was ex- <laughs> it was the nicest room we've stayed in. Yeah, on a yeah. Disney it probably cruise, felt so. it probably felt pretty large, right? Yes, yeah, for sure. That's cool. So, so was a a European cruise something that you guys had been thinking about for a while, or did you just kind of find a, a good deal that was too good to pass up? A little both. We had been looking. Ideally, one day we'll do those Iceland cruises, um, but for now that just wasn't working out. And then this one, for whatever reason, had like some very good discounted room rates. And um, we homeschool, so we have a pretty open schedule. So we just kind of pushed our summer trip to the beginning of September, and this just really worked out for us. That's awesome. And yeah. How did your kids do on the flight over to London? Uh, They did great. So we're based out of Charlotte, um, but there's not great. There's no direct flight from Charlotte to London. So we actually flew in and out of Atlanta because my parents live there. Oh, so you drove, you drove to the Atlanta airport and flew. Yeah. So we drove, it's about a four hour drive to Atlanta. The benefits where we didn't have to pay to leave our car at an airport for a week because my dad drove us to the airport. That's a huge Uh, benefit, though, because every time I go somewhere, that's like an extra cost that you sort of forget about until you until you get back to the airport and you have to pay to get your car out of there. And you're like, oh, there's another three hundred and (laughs) fifty (laughs) dollars. So we uh, we did the red eye flight, which most flights going to London tend to be that. But it worked out. We use, there's an app called Time Shifter. Oh. And you like put in where you're coming from, where you're going, and it like tells you like when you should go to bed, like leading up to your trip. No way. So, yeah. So, like three, three days before we went to bed, we started earlier and earlier going to bed and like getting up early. So, like the day we left, we got up at like five. Uh, so, everybody was like properly tired to get on yeah. the red eye. <laughs> right. And then everyone took melatonin and we fell asleep. Everyone slept on the plane. Wow. And yeah, that it worked pretty That's well. That's incredible. So you were basically like training your body for for the red eye. Yeah, for the red eye. <laughs> and the time flight. change. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you did you struggle with, with the time change or jet lag or anything like that for any period of time? Well, luckily like going there we did not. Coming home was uh, a little worse, but then you're already home, so it doesn't right. you know impact yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. But going there, we did pretty well, and we luckily had like sunny weather when we arrived in London, which I think helped everybody just like wake up a little yeah, bit. Right, right. So when you arrived in London, it was probably pretty early in the morning local time. Did yeah, you, I think. What did you do after you you know got your bags and stuff? I think we got in, like our flight, I think landed around 8.30 a.m. And then we had rented an apartment, um, which I know there's plus and minuses too. But for our family, we just did not want to go two weeks sleeping in the same room as our kids. So (laughs) I can't blame um, you there. (laughs) No. We booked a two-bedroom apartment and the guy that we rented from was great and he actually had it ready for us by 10 a.m oh wow and he let us come and drop all our bags off and so we did that and we stayed in an area called holland park which is in west london it's really close to notting hill and there is a fabulous playground in actual holland park so we just like 
took the kids straight there and they had a blast. That's awesome. My kids love playgrounds. That's like, that's like one of our go-to things to do whenever we're somewhere. We don't, you know, we're trying to find something to do. Let's, let's see if we can find a playground. And then they just, they just go crazy on a playground. So that's, that's a, that's a great idea. How many days, I guess, how many days, how many days did you spend in London? How many days before your cruise did you, did you fly in? We were, so we red-eyed Tuesday night and then we stayed in London. So four nights oh, okay. before nice. heading to Southampton. That's awesome. So and I really wanted to make sure we were like super not jet lagged getting onto the cruise. I wanted all of that passed. You have this travel thing very well <laughs> yeah. planned out. I'm very impressed yeah. by all the, all the, you know, pre pre-planning for that. That's uh, really, yeah. really well done. I w- oh, I wanted to ask you about the the apartment that you rented. Did you go through like Airbnb or VRBO or something like that, or was it something else? There's, it's a something else. It's called Plum Guide, uh, which is very similar to Airbnb. But I feel like I've read some Airbnb horror stories lately. So I, um, this is like a higher end. Oh, like they have like like a more thorough like checklist of the places that you have to stay. It was still very affordable. It was actually the most affordable place we found across like all of the booking sites, but it just left us pretty confident that it was going to be a nice place to stay with the kids. So. Yeah. What, what kinds of things did you do in London for the, the, you know, four days that you were there? So it was not our first trip to London. Oh, okay. uh, my husband and I have been there. This was my fourth visit, his fifth visit. Oh, wow. Um, First time with the kids. And so we kind of just kept it pretty light, like touristy stuff wise. We hit up a lot of play playgrounds. So Holland Park Playground was really awesome. And then the Kensington Gardens Playground. It's like the Princess Diana Memorial Playground. And it's like Peter Pan themed. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So we did that. They have a new children's museum there called the Young V&A, which is really cool. We did a theater tour of the Globe Theater where Shakespeare, it's like the recreation of Shakespeare's theater because my eight-year-old is obsessed with theater and the Who Was show on Netflix. And <laughs> my kids all about love Shakespeare. the Who Was show, yeah. Yeah, so she <laughs> had to go see Shakespeare's theater because okay. of that. Yeah. And then actually we have a lot of children's books about London um, because my daughter first went when she was one and I guess we stocked up. So now our two-year-old knows all the London landmarks. So all he wanted to do was go have ice cream at the tower bridge. And <laughs> like he knew all the landmarks and anytime he saw anything, he like freaked out and screamed, I'm in London. And <laughs> he had the best, like that's a great tip there. Just let them know all the landmarks and they get really excited. Really when they cool. See them. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that. So how did you get from your apartment to the cruise port in Southampton? Because I think it's like, it's, it's pretty long, right? It's like, yeah, a, it's, it's like a, uh, over an hour, isn't it? Almost two. I think an hour and a half to two hours, depending how you yep. get, if you go by car, I think it's about an hour and a half. Okay. We took the train. There's two train options. Um, if you want to go direct and not have to change, it's from Waterloo station to Southampton. But Waterloo was pretty far from where we were staying, and it would have added, like, quite a lot of time onto our journey. So we decided to do, um, out of Paddington Station, 
and you change in reading or reading. I'm not sure how you pronounce that uh, <laughs> over there. Um, we actually missed our connecting train. No way. Which, yeah. It's not that big a deal because they have trains all the time okay. and we just like hopped on the next one. But yeah, we definitely missed our planned connecting because train. Because something happened or? Yeah, like our first train got a little bit delayed okay. and then um, kind of like how if you had like a plane layover yeah, okay. but with way less stakes because there's trains all the time and not assigned seating so okay. but yeah so we did it was paddington to reading and then to the train station and then so we assumed we'd have to take a taxi to get then to the port but there was a free shuttle waiting for us oh wow yeah so that was unexpected. Okay. But and that that just runs from the, the train station out to the cruise port? Yeah, there was this wow. guy standing there with like the Mickey hands and he's like, Did are you going on the Disney cruise? No way. Oh, okay. Yes. And he like worked for Disney, I guess. Yeah. And he just shuttled you over to where the thing was. So really cool. Yeah, and that was very nice. Backing up a little bit, how did you get around London? Did you just did you just use public transportation or did you rent a car while you were over there? Uh, we used the tube mostly. There's a, we were like a block away from the Holland Park tube station, which is on the central line. So very convenient. There's, uh, another app it's called city mapper and we actually used city mapper there in Copenhagen and Oslo. Oh, nice. So any major city you're in with decent public transportation, like is on that app and you just put in where you are and like where you want to go, even like what attraction you want to go to. And it will tell you exactly how to get there and how much it costs. Really cool. Yeah. So, but the tube is super easy. Everything is contactless. Like you don't even have to have like the Oyster card anymore. You just like tap your phone oh, wow. and you get on and off and yep. it like automatically charges you and keeps track of how much you spent for the day. And okay. Yeah. Did the did the kids like the tube? Like I can picture my kids just thinking that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, they really. We went to one. Ellen, uh, my daughter Eleanor, her favorite food is fish and chips. So we went to this great fish and chips place in Mayfair. So the first day we, it was only like a three stop tube on that line. So we did that the first day just to see how they would do. And other than the noise, they they were pretty good with getting on and off the tube. They were little pros by the end of the four days and yeah. now i'm i'm drawing a blank here is it the dream that has the tube nightclub and lounge or is that the fantasy it's the fantasy okay, which that's... is like the only <laughs> like, ship i been... haven't been on oh, okay and that would have been like so the perfect yeah. because i'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a missed a... opportunity right right exactly exactly yeah. so so you had been on the dream before or was this your first time on the dream uh, we've been on the dream. I wrote it down. Uh, most of it, it was everybody, but my son's fourth. This was our fourth. Oh, wow. On the dream. Okay. Our third, third time so on the you're, dream. You're pretty, pretty familiar with the dream. Yes. And had you, had you ever done a European cruise before? No, we've been to the UK and then we took the train to Paris for like our honeymoon, but we had never been to Europe beyond the UK before. Okay. So this is it. Our only other cruises have been like Caribbean, Bahamian, yeah, uh, out of Miami or Port Canaveral. Okay, okay. And how was the onboarding process at the port of Southampton? Was it pretty smooth? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> not so. 
<laughs> it was like it didn't take that long. I but like we had an early a pretty early boarding time and we got there like an hour past our boarding time because we had the train delay and everything. But like they got you on the shuttle and then they were just like, "Oh, the line's long. So we're going to keep everybody just here on this shuttle for a little bit." I'm like, "Okay, like are you just not even worried about any who, who got here first kind of thing?" Yeah. Is this the shuttle got, from the train station to the to the port? To the port? Okay. The dream at this, I think it changes where it sails out of, but for ours, it was out of like the QE2 terminal, which is like far into the terminal. Okay. It's like, it would have been like a 45 minute walk if we had walked from the train station. So we were in the terminal and they kept us on the bus for a little while and then they let us off and we got inside and there was like a queue of people lined up by like time slots. But I was like, oh, our port arrival time was 11.30. And at this point, it was like probably like 12.30, 12.45. And the girl's just like, oh, just go in this room. Like, okay. <laughs> so then there was like another queue in there that was like very long. It didn't take that long. It just felt pretty disorganized. Yeah. And that like nobody was checking like what time you were supposed okay. to have gotten there kind of thing. Yeah. Just very different than like sailing out of Port Canaveral where like those people feel like very like Disney employees and like here it didn't not yeah, really yeah. feel that I've, way. Had that. I've had that experience in a few places when, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't Port Canaveral. So what what time did you end up getting on the ship, do you think? Probably about one o'clock. Okay. We just went straight up to Cabana's for lunch and kind of got settled there. And then did they do the, you know, just the traditional sail away party and all that stuff leaving, leaving Southampton? Yeah, that was all the same. You got greeted when you went into the lobby when you entered and then they just had the normal sail away. And did you do the early dining or the the late dining? We were early dining, which on this sailing started at six o'clock, which was good. I mean, like we definitely could not have done like the past eight o'clock seating with the kids right right. um but all the ports we had to get back on board fairly early so it was never like uh we never felt like we were rushing to like not miss dinner yeah yeah okay so you mentioned that you had two sea days right what kinds of things did you do what kinds of things do you as a family like to do during sea days like what what activities did you did you uh did you do my daughter is obsessed with midship detective agency, like obsessed, has to do all three cases and uh, tried to like talk us into doing them like more than one time. Like she, that's her favorite thing. Um, she loves the kids club. She actually, we were on the dream for spring break and she like bonded with a counselor on that cruise and she was on this cruise again. So they like oh, wow. had a blast together and she just wanted to go hang out with Jessica the whole time. Yeah. She made a bunch of little British friends, which was very cute. That's awesome. um, yeah. <laughs> so it was really precious. Yeah. And then on the sea days, we sent Arthur to the nursery for like two hour blocks. He's mm. not in daycare or, preschool yet so he's a little hesitant to be away from us yeah so we don't get too much time but he got to see mickey oh that's awesome so that that was in the nursery 
Yeah. So oh, if wow. they're in the nurse, when they're in the nursery, characters go in, which I kind of knew, but Mickey went in on the second C day and they said he was in there for like 20 minutes. The staff there, they are amazing, but they were like, we never know who's coming and we never know how long they're going to stay. No way. And they will, they take little Polaroids of your kid with the characters. And it's like the cutest little That's keepsake. So and you're cool. like, here, yeah. this happened right, to your right. baby while you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's amazing. Yeah. That's so really he cool. Had, he had a very magical time. In did, there he, time. did he meet any others while he was in there? I don't think any, I don't, I don't, I, the only Polaroid I got was Mickey, okay. but on our last cruise, I know Belle went in, but he cried when she was in there. So <laughs> Those princesses, are they sure. sure are scary, right? There's something about them, because my, my daughter was always really afraid of them uh, she, for a while, too. She was scared of Belle in there. Now he's obsessed. And, like, actually, <laughs> he's, he's really small, and he wears glasses, so he is very recognizable. So all the princesses tend to know his name by the end of the cruise and they're like shouting his name and like carrying him around. And (laughs) like, he took like a two minute walk with Belle. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I love that. Pretty great. So if he was in the nursery and your daughter was at the kids clubs, did you, did you and your husband get to do anything just like as adults? Did you have any activities planned for just the two of you? We did not. We did not do any adult dining this time, uh, mostly because we weren't sure how Arthur would do in the kids' club. Yeah. Um, but we had a nice veranda, so we mostly um, we are big beer drinkers. So in all the ports, we would find local beer at the grocery store before getting back on board. So um, we drink those. I'm also a big fan of room service. I get the cheese plate. They'll bring you a lovely cheese plate. We just sat on our veranda, kid-free, for like an hour. Sounds, sounds so, magical. Yeah, it was very <laughs> That sounds very amazing. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I, honestly, I, I that's one thing that I really enjoy doing on a on a cruise is just just sitting out there on the veranda. And like you said, you just especially on a sea day when you know the the ship's moving along and you just kind of hang out there. It's a, yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's super relaxing. Like. I love doing that. Yeah. Was it um was it what was the weather like? Was it was it warm? It was. We actually we did not pack well cuz like how we were in London like with the flight and everything almost a week before we got to like our first port. So, you know, you can see 2 weeks out in the weather app and it had said it was going to be like 65. I'm like this is great. Yeah. It was like 80. Oh, wow. They don't have air conditioner most of the places in Europe. (laughs) So, like, I got like sunburned in Bruges. No way. Unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the sea days were nice because you're on the water and it was like not hot. But walking around the cities, we were definitely warm. Uh, Oslo was overcast and in the 60s, which was lovely. Yeah. a nice break from totally the here for that weather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, everything else is pretty warm still. Very summery. Okay. Do your kids spend any time in the pools? Like, do they enjoy being on the pool deck, or was it mostly indoor? So, stuff? like for us, we are from the south. We currently live in North Carolina, but we are born and raised in Florida. So it was not pool weather okay. for. <laughs> For our family. <laughs> Got it. Um, there was definitely a lot of British people in the pools and other people from all over. It was warm enough for them. 
but for it was not warm enough. Got it. Uh, that, that always that makes me laugh because you know we're from the Northeast and when you know that's probably like pool weather for us because we're used yeah, to yeah you might have been yeah a little bit, yeah, bit cooler climates <laughs> that's funny ah uh, that's great what about um like the stage shows did you d- d- you you mentioned your daughter really likes the theater did you go to all the stage shows while you, while you were on board yeah we saw all three stage shows we skipped we're not big variety act people yeah so we yeah, my skipped family's those either. yeah no, and actually, we have a family friend that is currently performing on the Dream. Oh wow! So we really wanted to see him in the stage show, so we made it a point this time to see all three. And then by the last night, we were kind of over sitting at dinner and just kind of exhausted because it was pretty port heavy. Yeah, so right. We skipped, right. Yeah, we skipped uh, dinner and we went. We all went to the earlier show. The last night was, I think it's Believe. Uh, so we all went and saw that nice. at the early short showing. We did get the new dance party. Oh. Uh, color spin dance party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the nighttime. We had no fireworks because I think you sail too close to land or okay. whatever. Yep. Yeah, don't recommend color spin dance. Oh, party. no? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, like, How come? All for cheap Disney. It was, it was just not very, like, it was like each character came out and they were like, Minnie, what's your favorite song? And then they all danced to that. And then they'd call out another character and be like, Pluto, what's your favorite song? <laughs> and yeah, it was, just, we were really hoping for some Frozen mm, being in Norway, but sure, yeah. uh, those princesses were nowhere in sight. Interesting. So it feels like a, miss, a, a missed opportunity. We had a frozen menu. Like one oh. night it was like the frozen Norwegian menu. Okay. But yeah, that was followed by like color spin dance party. So that was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I think like on these cruises previously they had like the freezing the night away show and stuff. Mm. But yeah, when it was like the magic being there, yeah. but none of that. And there was no meet and greet for Anna and Elsa. Mm. Nothing. It seems like... If anywhere, you should be able to meet Anna and Elsa when you're visiting Norway, right? In Norway, yeah. Uh, That's interesting. Were there any other special menus that you noticed? There was not, like, full menus, but there was, like... Dishes? Yes, like, half the night there would be, like, a box of, like, local specialty. And I can't say I tried many of those or any of them, but they were there. (laughs) Okay. Overall, the food, I feel like, was, like, a hit or miss on this cruise. Really? Like, my daughter's a huge fan of the chicken fingers. And I feel like every time she ordered the chicken fingers, it was, like, a different kind of chicken finger. Oh, like, weird. Really? Hot. Yeah. So I don't know. Just <laughs> Inconsistent chicken European. fingers. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. But. Okay. Like, it was fine. It was still good. But, like, we've been, we've cruised a lot. And so, hard not to compare them to, like other sailings yeah just fell a little flat okay i have been really curious to hear about your days in port because i i really like all of these city i mean i've never been to any of them but in theory i like i like all these and would like to visit them so can you just kind of take me through your days in port did you it sounded like you got off the ship at least in most of them right we got off in every, okay. like, this was definitely, we planned to get off in all the cities. Yep. Yeah, and maybe just go by each one. And did you, 
I was going to ask you if you have any port adventures planned for them, but if you wanted, yeah, just go through each of the, the different cities. We'll do it that okay. way. Okay. All right. So Bruges was the first day. So that was like, we got on the, on the ship on Sunday. So this was Monday. This was the only day we actually had a port adventure planned. It was called full day in Bruges on your own. How they explained it was like, especially I think on the dream, because it's bigger than the magic, they can't pull in really close to the cities. So they will shuttle you to the nearest town. And mostly that's like the city you want to go to. But in Bruges, the nearest city was Blankenburg. Oh. So (laughs) if you didn't have a port excursion, you could have taken the shuttle to Blankenburg and then taken a train into Bruges. Oh. Yeah. So we just opted to do the Disney trans. It was basically just a Disney transportation all the way into Bruges. Gotcha. Um, And how far away was that? Like less than 30 minutes. Okay. It was not long. And on the way there, there was like a nice man that like kind of told you some things and where you were dropping and how you could get to other places. But Bruges is very small. So once you're in there, you're like good to go. Uh, I, I feel like we circled the city at least twice. Oh, like wow. the whole thing. Yeah. It's adorable. We were very excited to go. Uh, have you seen the Colin Farrell movie in Bruges from the early, I think it was the I early 2000s? <laughs> no. It's a great movie. So ever since then, we're like, we should go to Bruges. And then we got to go to Bruges. <laughs> we passed many people that were on like guided tours and they all just looked miserable. So I <laughs> would say, skip the guided tour. It did not seem worth it. And it's tiny. Like you can make your own way around the city mm-hmm. it is a medieval city so there is like a ton of history so i guess if you were very interested yeah, yeah, in that yeah. you could do the tour but so was your doing... was your port adventure then just just a ride into the city yeah oh they really dropped us off in a park and okay. they were like okay come back here at five <laughs> okay. so, yeah that was our whole port adventure okay okay yeah it was basically just direct transportation so that we didn't have to get on a train got it so what kinds of things did you end up doing so we our first stop was this place called the old chocolate house and we got waffles and hot chocolate there you order a steaming cup of milk and then whatever kind of chocolate you want with toppings and they bring you the tray of all the stuff you ordered and you just like dump it in your hot milk that sounds amazing and then we had a side of waffle with that which was i assume a belgian waffle yeah, it was amazing. Like, I've, like, daydreamed about that waffle. <laughs> it came with, like, a caramel dipping sauce. Oh, wow. So, with our kids, we really wanted... Um, the things that make our daughter happy are bakeries and bookstores. So, we just, like, had... We knew we needed to find those things first, and then she was pretty much set for the rest of the day. Okay. So, she got her hot chocolate, which she loaded with, like an unbelievable amount of chocolate. (laughs) Um, And then we headed to, they have canal cruises in Bruges, which I highly recommend definitely over a walking tour. They're 30 minute cruises. I think they're run by the city. They have four locations. You can just like look up Bruges canal cruises. I think it was like 12 euros for adults and like nine euros for a kid. And you don't have to have it pre-booked. You just go, you buy your tickets at the kiosk. They load you into this little boat 
our boat guide spoke three languages that he just like cycled through like it was nothing. <laughs> it was like Dutch, French, English, Dutch, French, wow. English. Like it was insane. But you can see that like all the city that way and it's beautiful. And mm. you get to sit on a little boat and not walk. So really that was cool. Nice. Did you have cash with you to, like to pay for these things or did you? No, were, did everything you... is contactless there. Okay. Like, even more so than in America. Like, you just tap your phone. We have um, a Capital One card that had no foreign transaction fees. Mm -hmm. So, in most cities other than Copenhagen, it worked really well. (laughs) We'll get get to that. Um, So, we did the Chocolate House Canal Cruise. And then we went to, it, like, translates to, like, the Half Man Brewery. But it's this old brewery that... That particular brewery has been there since 1856, but they've been brewing beer there in that spot for 500 years. Wow. And they have this beer tunnel that goes, they have like a circle in the floor so you can see their beer pipe. It's a pipe because they couldn't like distribute. They could brew it in the city, but they ran out of space to distribute. So it actually goes like out of the city. Oh, wow. And actually we were heading in back to the boat the guide was like, hey, if you went to this brewery, that's, like, where the beer goes. No way. He, like, showed us from the bus window. <laughs> cool. So, um, and we live in Charlotte, which the only thing to do here is breweries. So, we're, like, <laughs> very, like, literally, there's, like, 50 of them. Oh, so, wow. we are big beer people yeah. here. So, that okay. was very exciting to go to. And then, we also... We got our beer there, and we also had french fries. So we really wanted to make sure we had chocolate beer and french fries in Belgium. Yep. So we hit all of those. We went to the Chocolate Line, which is one of the many chocolate shops there. Um, But they have a chocolate in the shape of poop, and my children (laughs) just lived for that. Had to have it. So that was, yeah. (laughs) very kid friendly there and that was the end of our bruge day basically okay they have a lot of cool like beer shops and you can bring back like six packs on to the disney cruise which we were we're like very rule followers um i was like it says cans i don't think we can bring back (laughs) bottles so we didn't bring back bottles and then like we saw like so many people walking next to us with their like bottled six packs i was like okay good good to know so if you are in belgium you can definitely buy the bottled beer they do let you bring it back on and then so we had a day at sea after bruges and then the day after that was copenhagen which was probably like our biggest fail of the trip oh no Um, we we still managed to salvage it yeah Uh, we had this brilliant plan that we were going to rent bikes and Mm. uh, we don't own bikes as a family here but we had seen pictures of these little bikes where like your kids sit in the cargo section in the front and it literally looks like a tricycle so my husband's like yeah we can let's do that so we got the bikes we very quickly realized that we should not be biking in copenhagen it's like how people like, right everyone's everyone's on bikes right yeah not yeah. safe for us at all quickly <laughs> turned around Luckily, the nice man at the bike shop gave us half our money back. Oh, wow. And then the other only thing we had on our to-do list is that we wanted to go to this food market called Refin. So we managed to make our way there 
in Copenhagen, it was the only place that would not take my Capital One. It was just a Visa card. I don't know. They didn't like it on all of their apps. They also had apps that you couldn't download unless you had like a Denmark phone number. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty stressful. Yeah. I eventually figured it out and we got bus tickets to get to the food market. Okay. Um, and it was incredible. I'm glad we made what, it there. What is, what is that food market? Like why, why was that on your radar? It's, it's huge. It's has food from like all over the world. Okay. I, it's really close to Noma, which is like this restaurant that's like rated like the top restaurant in the world. So it just, we like had watched a bunch of YouTubes. I don't know how we found it, but we found it as gigantic and we're like foodie people. So okay. we decided to make our way there. We thought it'd be just a cool way to kind of like get the vibe of the city. In retrospect, I wish we had done Tivoli Gardens. Mm. I probably would have just gotten there and spent the day there with the kids. I think it would have been a lot less stressful. We love theme parks, and I think that would have been a better use of our time. Okay. Do they have a port there, adventure that, that would bring you there? Do you remember? They did. I don't know if there was a full day just to go to Tivoli Gardens. I know there was ones that was like a bus tour, and then you go to Tivoli Gardens. Okay of hours but i spoke to like this lady on board i saw in the elevator had like a tivoli gardens like cup and i I asked her if she went and she's like yeah but we didn't have enough time like i feel like you really would need to spend like the whole day and like when we were planning i was like no i want to see the city but after all the stress we had with the apps and the bikes (laughs) i kind of wish we had just maybe gone there instead so Mm -hmm. and then the next day was oslo which Ended up being my favorite port. I think my husband's favorite ended up being Bruges, but uh, my daughter and I really loved Oslo. And I think part of it is that, so in Copenhagen too, we pulled into like some industrial port and we had to queue for like 30 minutes to get onto a bus and then take like a 20 minute bus ride into the city. So all that just like takes a lot of time. The kids are already kind of grumpy by the time we even make it into the city. In Oslo, we were able to pull right in. Um, you're really close to this area called Acker Bridge, and it's adorable. And there's like shops and restaurants and uh, bakeries. So we went straight there for breakfast, and then we took a bus. Oslo's bus system is super easy. They have an app. It's in English. And you just buy the tickets on the app. Also, in most of these cities, no one is checking that you actually got a ticket <laughs> on public transportation. Um, yep. Again, we're rule followers. We definitely had our tickets, but nobody was checking. But we went to the Folk Museum, which is where they like take a bunch of old buildings and put them like on the site. And then you, it's like an open air. You can just walk and find all these like old houses and things. And they have a Stav church there, which is like the church at Epcot. Okay. And it was like from 1200 and you can go in. There's like the painted frescoes on the wall and it was like worth it to go there just to see. What is, what's the landscape in Oslo? Like, like, is it, is it very like much like a, a city or is like, I, I don't know Oslo that well. Like, is it, near water are there are there mountains around it like what's the the landscape like it's an oslo fjord and it was it was our best sailing in day oh really we actually got to come so you got to come all the way into the fjord and there's just like like pretty kind of like low mountains 
but mountain like there's mountains and you they have like these little islands and you can like people live on them and we're just like sitting there like looking on our balcony like how how are you getting out of your house <laughs> like just like on these rocks yeah uh it was beautiful yeah. like just we sat out there for so long <laughs> just going in and out and it was super beautiful the city it's a big city and they've done a lot of work to make like their rip like the river walk on the fjord they've like de-industrialized it so now it's a river walk and the fjord's clean enough that people swim in it and we were there during the week so people were not actively doing this like they were at work but they have saunas set up all along the fjord. So people like go in the saunas and then they just jump straight into no the fjord. Way. So we were like, we had lunch at this place um, called Salt. And there was like all the signs, like here's the sauna. And then there's just like a platform where people like dive into the fjord. But we did not do that. But <laughs> we did get to see that that was an option at all of these places. Okay, So it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, they also have a really cool opera house on the river, on the fjord there, and it's built so that you can walk on the roof. It's like at a slant. Yeah, the pictures of it are crazy, but like you can, you just like walk up and then you end it, like you can walk on the roof of the ah. opera house if you wanted to. But we didn't have, I think Oslo, we were there the shortest amount of time. Like we docked at nine and you had, the all aboard time was like three. Oh, okay. So we were like hustling yeah. to get to all the places, but... It was really cool. And then our last city was Stavanger, which was a little disappointing because I had seen like videos of like the fjords of Stavanger, but there was a ship that was docked in the city. And I don't know if it was that they just got the better port or that the dream is too big to fit in there now where the magic used to be able to pull all the okay. way into Stavanger. But we were again out in like an industrial. Oh, no, port, really? And we didn't get the sail in. It wasn't much of anything. And then the city of Stavanger supplied the transportation into the city uh, rather than Disney. And it took like, we waited not like we made sure we got off like right when we docked but like coming back in we waited probably like a half an hour for oh, wow. bus to get okay. us back in yep. so that was disappointing and Stavanger's cute it kind of reminded me of like a Caribbean cruise port a little bit in that it was like very touristy L- lots of kitschy little shops I mean they're all Viking themed instead of like um, there's lots of shopping there's lots of uh, little restaurants and things we um it was really warm that day too. So we ended up, we went to like an urban playground where they have like fishing buoys set up where kids are like, just like, you can like jump on them. Our kids did that for a little while. And then we ended up walking to a brewery that was like 10 minutes outside of like the city center. Cause it was really crowded. Cause there was two ships and Stavanger's really small. Okay. So, so pretty crowded. A lot of people there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just not a great feeling. Like, just we were literally like queuing in front of the other cruise ship that had the better parking spot. Oh. Just like, oh, okay, well, that would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. Oh, that's too bad. Did so you? Fun. I'm glad we got off the boat. So, going into like even before, even before your planning process, when like your port adventure uh, booking window opened, like, 
did you plan to kind of do each of these cities on your own or di- or was it more that you looked at the port adventures and didn't really see any that you thought your family would be interested in? I looked, I like just naturally, I want to like do things myself. I oh, feel okay. like, um, but also most Arthur is under three. So the thing, like most things, even things oh, that yeah. you should be able to do, he's not able to do. Yeah. But most of the port adventures were like bus tours of the city. And like, like, I think we can, we'll just handle walking around. So I knew we didn't want to do a lot of port adventures, but I think that is like a benefit of like this cruise, maybe as like compared to like an Alaska cruise where I feel like if I was going to Alaska, I'd want to do some of the more like adventurous port adventures and like get out of those little towns, like do more things mm-hmm, where here mm-hmm. like you're in some of like the coolest cities in Europe. So yeah. there's not really like, if you like being in cities and like eating and drinking in a city, then like the amount of time that you have there, like you can definitely fill your day without having to book something extra. So would you say there, you, like, is there anything that sticks out in your mind as like, this was my favorite thing about this cruise, or this was the, the, the top highlight of our cruise, anything that sticks out above any, you know, the rest of it? I think definitely the port, the ports were the best part. Like the, we still kind of had to fight our kids to get off the boat a little bit every day. Yeah. But for my husband and I, like, it was like the cruise was like our vessel to get to these cities, but they were, it was really cool. There was, it was nice to like visit every place and then just know that like I had dinner waiting for me on the boat yes, every night, yes, not yes. having to plan that just like that in general was yeah. really good. So you did international travel with an eight year old and a two year old. Was there anything that you kind of learned from this travel experience that you maybe didn't know ahead of time or didn't expect that you're like, Oh, I'll, you know, make note of that for next time. Any, any like travel tips for traveling internationally with, with small kids? I think it went better than I expected. Okay. I think like planning a lot and keeping your expectations low is always like over planning, keeping your expectations low. Like you're going to be happy in those situations. I will say, like, by the time we got off the boat, I kind of was hoping we would, like, I was like, I just kind of want to get on a plane and go home now. <laughs> and we weren't flying out till the next day. Mm. So I, I think I might have done that different. Maybe okay. just had managed to get on a flight yeah. out because we were very tired by the I, end I bet. Yeah. Yeah. of the trip. It sounds like, so. though, pretty successful overall. And sounds like your kids did okay on, you know, all things considered. Yeah, I, they did great. I like we did a lot of planning. We do a lot of YouTube watching before we go on trips yep. to manage their expectations of what's going to happen too. And we also try to like keep it to things that they know how to do well. Like we didn't do too many museums. We didn't do a lot of like the walking tour thing. Like we wanted to find things that they would like doing that they yeah, do. That makes sense. But like the bakery thing, it was like a nice way to find like still like feel like you're getting a taste of the city, but like in a way that they enjoy. So would you would you do it again? Would you would you recommend a European cruise for your families with young young kids? I would definitely do it again. I really want to do like that 11 night Iceland trip now. I'm like, we can do it. This was our <laughs> your I test would say, run. I Yeah, I would not 
do this cruise as a first time cruiser. Yeah. Like we're good at cruising. We've been homeschooling a while. This was our fifth cruise in two years with the kids. So they are like little expert cruisers. (laughs) They know how to do that part. But I could see like if you are new to cruising in general and trying to like balance that and all the cruise activity, like we did not do hardly any cruise activities. Like we waited, we didn't really wait for characters. We would just bump into them and take the picture kind of thing. And, but if you were trying to do all that and balance four ports, like that's a lot that I feel like would be overwhelming. So you should definitely do a a practice cruise or two before tackling a European one, I'd say. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, you have me convinced. I, my kids are uh, nine and six now, so I think they are definitely old enough to, you know, to jump in and, and do one of these European cruises. So we're we're really looking hard at what we want to do next. Yeah. Unfortunately, our our cruise schedule for twenty twenty four is already already booked up. So we'll probably be looking at at the next year. But oh, they'll definitely be ready by then. For sure, so. exactly, exactly. Yeah. They'll be. Uh, they'll, they'll for sure be old enough by, by 2025. So one thing we did see, so the treasure announcement happened while we were on oh, board wow. and they aired it on board. That's cool. So they played it on funnel vision yep. in the pub and also in their stateroom, yep. um, at like five. So when we, we were sitting in our stateroom, like resting before dinner and we got to see the treasure really cool. unveiled and it was really cool because the whole like cast, everyone on ship, like even the crew members, like none of them had seen it either. So like everyone, like at dinner, they were like, so what do you think? Oh, like, wow, that's really they were cool. All talking oh, I love about that. It yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Okay. I was really glad we got to do that. That's awesome. That's a really yeah. like unique experience that yeah, not a lot of people got to have. So that's cool. No. I like that. Yeah. That was really cool. Well, Sam, thank you very much for for sharing your experience with us. This was a lot of fun. I it I it was fun, really fun hearing about these ports. I would love to visit these ports someday. So thanks for thanks for sharing your experiences. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'll uh, I'll talk to you again soon. All right. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Instagram or Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. You can also check out my blog at thedcldude.com. Please feel free to reach out with questions or ideas for future show topics, and I'd be super grateful if you could leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Beyond that, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.